0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Endurance Minded. Uh, It's the podcast that looks at the psychological and emotional components of endurance sports and how they impact performance. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. And on this episode, uh, I want to take some time to talk about the hidden uh, value of workouts. Uh, So this is going to be a combination of, or it's going to stem from uh, some conversations uh, that I've had uh, with coaches uh, with athletes, um, some other uh, guests that we've had on the podcast and previous episodes also from uh, from listener um, uh, feedback and, and comments and what it uh, what all this has done is has got me thinking about um, what are the benefits what what do we hope to get out of? Training or or workouts, and I'm going to use those two phrases uh, somewhat interchangeably. Um, so when I talk about um, training, I really am talking about a dose of training stress that um, that is provided uh, to an athlete or for an athlete in the hopes that it elicits some type of. Um, specific physiological response in order to prepare that athlete for the demands of their goals uh, or in order to help them move closer to th- what they've identified as um, their full potential. So, so uh, workouts are how we as coaches um, and we as athletes elicit that or, or attempt to elicit that, that dose response. And so a workout, uh, a bout of training is, um, is our way to try to get at, uh, some end goal, um, which is preparedness for an event, um, a race, um, a particular discipline, um, a particular, um, Uh, end goal that we'd like to see uh, in terms of our um, our body mechanics or uh, or our you know muscular skeletal system so um, I'm going to use workouts and training um, uh, interchangeably and I want to talk about how ultimately when we execute workouts we're not um, it's not just about fitness so as athletes so often we get caught up in the the race for fitness. Um, so we want to work out really hard because we uh, are looking to elicit a particular spot response, and we would like to do that um, as quickly as possible, right? We would like to get to our fullest potential um, uh, as as quickly as we can. So athletes are constantly in this race for fitness. Um, and we, that race is facilitated by the workouts that we execute. Um, but what has come to light uh, in, like I said, these conversations that I've had with um, coaches and athletes, um, as well as some of the, the uh, comments and feedback uh, from our podcast listeners, is that there, there's, there's nuance involved um in a part of or as a part of this this uh this race for fitness and what it really highlights is that that there's a lot of value intrinsically in the execution of of workouts or in training and that fitness in a sense is almost a byproduct uh of of this uh or, or a tangential component of uh, of this this consistent execution, uh, this this dose response system that we've uh, put in place to elicit a physiological adaptation. so the first hidden value uh, of of training or workouts is is confidence so uh, and I've talked about this on past episodes, uh, most specifically um, with uh, Katie Widdon when I had her uh, on the show. We talked about confidence and where that comes from, and we take that for granted um, oftentimes or we assume that confidence is implied that in in or through the execution of our training or through the commitment to um, to our um, to our goals we're going to we're going to uh, establish confidence, or we're going to accrue uh, and build confidence. That's not necessarily the case. Um, confidence comes just like motivation comes from intrinsic and extrinsic um, areas. So we have to work to, to to bolster that confidence, and specifically, our confidence in our ability to execute on our goal. Um and that really is where training um has one of the biggest impacts is its ability to with consistent execution over time it builds um our mental and physical confidence and helps us understand how we're going to be able to execute uh on on race day uh or when we're presented with the opportunity to execute on our goals. So this confidence piece um, is something that we need to allow ourselves the opportunity to be aware of. Right, so when we um, show up to to uh, for a workout, that workout is a is a is a dose of training stress. Again, that's 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 end goal is to cumulatively build uh, or elicit uh, a physiological response. But what it's really doing is providing the opportunity for us to make the connection between um, our ability um, and our goals. And that's confidence. Um, that slowly bolsters how we feel about uh, ourselves, how we feel about our abilities, how we feel about um, how realistic our goals are. This is something that certainly, when we set aggressive goals or we set lofty goals, which are which are great, but there is a component of that that you know, even in the back of our minds, we may we may doubt if it's realistic. And I would argue that any goal that is lofty, the opportunity for failure is very very real. Um, and so we always know that that it might not be realistic or that it might not be obtainable given our current circumstances. Um, That's the real beauty of setting aggressive goals is that we're able to butt up against and hopefully overcome that potential for failure. But um, when we build um, uh, opportunities into our training that allow us to bolster our confidence that's going to help bring uh, bridge that gap that's going to help bring that that realistic component um more closely in line with the kind of aggressive lofty component um of a big goal so so confidence is this kind of hidden byproduct that we may not even realize we're we're building but it's such a critical component and it happens over time so this is the confidence piece in particular something that is that is built and bolstered Um, with consistent application over long periods of time and we become more and more able um, to see more clearly our path forward because we have uh, overcome uh, hard workouts. Uh, We've overcome um, bouts of fatigue. We've overcome um, sessions or, or, or workouts or training blocks that we thought maybe we didn't have the ability to execute on. So, Slowly but surely, confidence um, is built um, through, uh, through, through our workouts. So the second thing uh, is experience. Um, so one of the things, and I've, I've, um, I've talked about this a lot over the years, or I've come to really see the benefit of this component of training more and more as, as such a critical piece of the puzzle over the years is that when we execute on consistent training or when we uh, execute workouts consistently, what that allows us to do is have the opportunity to, to gain experience, um, that's going to, um, prepare us for possible scenarios, uh, when we're, um, when we're executing on our goal. So let's take a race, for example. Um, say we want to go out and we want to do a um, 100-mile uh, bike race. Well, that's there's a training component, right? So we need to be physically ready. And that kind of goes without saying, but it's, it's not the full picture. Um, or, and so when we set this goal, we know there's a physical piece, but there's also – any number of external factors, uh, mental and emotional factors, um, th- lots of things that are that are out of our control. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast, but this idea of outcome-based goals and how at their core, they are completely out of our control. So all we can control is how we execute on our process and performance. So we we know we can um, we can dial in the physical piece, right? That's our process and performance. That's the workouts. But in those workouts, what we're doing or what we should be doing and what I, um, think a coach's job is, is to provide opportunities to gather experiences that are going to help us more confidently, um, execute on race day. So again, back to this hundred mile bike race, we, uh, we prepare physically, we do workouts, uh, we have a, a appropriate periodization, uh, we show up and um, and it's raining or it's cold, um, or we have a mechanical with our bike before the race. Um, so all these are experiences, all these are outcomes that are out of our control, but where training should come into play or where, again, this hidden value of workouts should help us with that is that we should have had opportunities to have these experiences, at least in small doses, throughout our training. So we've trained in cold weather. We've we've been caught in rainstorms before. Uh, we know how to layer appropriately. We know how to dress. We know how to fuel when our sweat rate drops because it gets cold. We know how to handle these scenarios. Uh, we know how to fix our bike. Um, all of these are things that have nothing to do with the fitness component of training, but they are vital in our ability to execute towards our goals. So this experiential component and allowing ourselves the opportunity to have these experiences throughout our training um, are are critical because we don't know what's going to happen when we show up. And so we really need to work to build a library of experiences, um, so that we, uh, so that we feel confident we're able to adapt on the fly. So much of being an athlete is that adaptability piece, knowing what's within our, um, kind of our parameters, where we're comfortable, and then being able to operate fluidly within that comfort zone, even if that wasn't our plan. So, you know, again, to use the 100-mile bike race as an example, we, um, we assumed or we hoped that the weather was going to be good. We assumed that our bike would be operational and functional. Um, those things didn't happen. So how do we adapt? And the only way to have those skill sets is to have those experiences and training. So I always really like to work to think about how I can provide athletes with opportunities to bolster these experiences along the way so again fitness as a byproduct right maybe um, for this particular athlete that we're using as an example they you know went out and did a six-hour bike ride uh as preparation well there's a fitness component of that there's volume there's uh endurance stamina uh, fatigue resistance muscular endurance all these physiological components but in route to that to to um, to accruing those things or allowing that um, that dose response to take uh, to take effect, um, They had any number of of experiences on that bike ride, right? How to adapt to terrain, um, how to uh, fuel properly, how to um, um, you know, adjust their tire pressure, whatever it is, that only comes through experience. And so as athletes, we need to think about, Um, how we're accruing those experiences and if those experiences are specific um, to our goals. Because when we show up, we're going to need to draw on those experiences um, to to be able to execute to our full potential. And that, again, much like most of the athletic experience um, is – Um, gets better with time. So the more consistent, the more we accrue those experiences, the more seasons we have under our belt, the more we feel confident and the more we're able to execute uh, when the time time comes. So uh, experience is another big piece of the puzzle that's kind of a a hidden value. Next is perception. So um, we live in a world as athletes where we have tremendous insight into um, into what's going on at any given time with our bodies, right? So when we do a workout, we have performance metrics. We have heart rate and power and pace and cadence and um, uh, all, all these types of metrics that are derivatives of the devices that we have access to, watches and heart rate monitors and power meters Um uh, suspension systems, braking systems, all types of things. We can track these. Um, we also have wearables that help us with recovery. So when we're not in a bout of training, we can also see what's going on, right? What's our heart rate doing at night? What? Uh, how are we sleeping? How are we managing stress external to our training stress? Um, these are Paramount in the development of uh, of endurance sports, um, it is uh, in in my career has been an extremely exciting thing to to see take shape and evolve, and it will continue to evolve um, as as the industry and as athletes take advantage of technology. Um, but what we can't let happen is those metrics. Ability to detract from our awareness. Um, so where perception comes in is that we need to be aware of how things are going in real time. So to tie this into the workout or the training component, what we need to be doing or be cognizant of is that when we're, when we're training... Uh, and we're using these metrics, right? So we're using power, we're looking at heart rate, we're using that to understand um, how we're appropriating that dose of training stress in relation to uh, our targets, our goals, our unique physiology. We need to make sure that we're linking that to um, a, a perception. We need to be aware of what it feels like to do certain types of efforts, um, because what's going to happen is we're not always going to be able to rely on those metrics. So if we're, um, I'll use uh, I'll use a hundred mile running race, uh, so an ultra distance marathon um, as an example. So we go out and we have heart rate. Maybe we have power on the run. Uh, we've done our training very, very individualized. So we've used workouts. We've operated within specific zones to to ensure we're eliciting the certain uh, types of of uh, stress rest that we want, um, the certain areas of adaptation that we feel are critical for specificity in relation to this 100-mile race. And then we get out there and we start running, right? And day turns to night. And we're 100 kilometers into the race and um, we start to uh, feel, uh, we start to get feedback from our bodies. Uh, we start to feel fatigue. Uh, mentally, we start to feel fatigue. Uh, maybe we're not uh, processing calories um, or, or being able to hydrate in the way that we, that we uh, felt like we should be able to. Um, so things start to change. And that's okay. Where this really becomes important, and back to the perception piece, is we need to understand how to adapt. We need to understand what it feels like to do a certain effort and then be able to check in in real time to our bodies to make adaptations on the fly. So when we're training, we need to pay attention or make sure that we're paying attention to our perception, because on race day or, or when we're executing towards a specific goal, we're not always going to have the opportunity or the ability um, to look down and make a judgment call based purely on metrics. So uh, a great example of this is if we're doing, um, if we're doing an, a, an event and there's a climb. And we've done a lot of training. Physically, we're prepared. Um, and say that climb lasts for 30 minutes. Well, we may have done our training, um, or we have done our training, and we know that we can climb for 30 minutes. Let's use power. Um, could say between you know, 220 and 240 watts. Uh, heart rate, maybe we're at you know, 80 to 85% of our threshold heart rate. We know that we can do that. We've done it in training, we've built confidence, we've built experience, um, now we need perception. So we start this climb and lo and behold, we're not feeling as good as we thought we were going to, right? Maybe it's hot, maybe we went out a little too hard, maybe we got a little bit behind on our hydration or nutrition. Whatever it is, um, we're getting feedback from our body that tells us that that 220 to 240 watts is is not the right call for the day. Our perception is greater than, uh, than than reality. So we need to be able to adapt, right? So if we lean too hard into those metrics, um, we're gonna blow up, right? It's not what our body needs at that moment. Conversely, the other way this can go is that we can undervalue the effort, right? So we've done our training, we feel super fit, we show up, we start this climb, we glance at our watch, we wanna be between 80 and 85% of our threshold heart rate, um that feels really easy, right? That feels uh like a light effort. You're feeling really good. It's one of those days where everything's clicking. You might want to accelerate. Right? So if you stick to that plan, if you treat it too much like a workout, too much like an interval session, you can overvalue or undervalue the effort and you could limit your potential. You could also, of course, blow up. Um so Perception is critical being able to use metrics as context um, use them to bolster the case that we're building in our minds uh, about how we need to dose out um, that effort, but also be able and willing and comfortable um, making those adjustments um, because that that awareness, that skill set is is ultimately. One of the critical markers of a of a developed and confident athlete is to say, "Hey, I understand the training i've done um I know what it feels like to do a particular type of effort, but i'm going to weigh that against how i'm feeling today, and I'm going to do that constantly right so throughout a a race um we we have you know thousands of opportunities to um to make decisions, right? Go harder, pull back, switch gears, change my stride, um, quicken my cadence, uh, hydrate, take in nutrition constantly. Um, and when we're getting that feedback from our bodies and we're having to make those decisions and weigh our physical against our mental capabilities, that's when perception, really kicks in. So don't let the metrics component detract from um, our ability to understand and perceive how we need to adjust the effort or the effort that's appropriate for our bodies. and that's that's what training should do. Training should provide opportunities for us to make those connections. And my goal um, when I work with athletes is that, we're really we get to a point where we can do this unconsciously, right? Where we've done enough training, we have enough experience, we have enough confidence where we can make those adjustments and and know immediately whether they are appropriate or not. Um, and because we've done it a lot, we've done it in training. We've we've done different types of terrain. We've had good days, bad days, great weather, horrible weather. Um, and we've tweaked everything and we've provided um, opportunities to understand that perception so that when we do go out and execute, we have a, we have a complete toolbox uh, as athletes. And we can pull in the metrics. We understand that. We know when to use them. But we can also pull from the perception piece and weigh that against the metrics and understand what the right decision is. For that particular instance, and there's again, there's going to be thousands of opportunities uh, within a particular race, conceivably to make these decisions, and you're going to have to pull from a very, very um, well developed and um, and complete toolbox as an athlete. Metrics alone is going to leave you leave you shorthanded. Um, all right, next compartmentalization, and this kind of brings us full circle and ties into uh, the intrinsic value of being an athlete. So this is almost less about the workout piece, although it, it, it um, I think it ties specifically into the execution, more, more, um, more specifically the consistent execution of workouts over time. But the compartmentalization piece for me is about – our ability to prioritize and make time for ourselves. So when we have a training plan, when we have workouts to do, we set a goal, we know that it's going to take work to get there. Um, We cannot um, build towards our full potential without commitment and dedication for long periods of time. Again, the race to fitness, even if it is a race, it's a long one. It takes Consistent, dedicated effort. Um, so, this compartmentalization piece: when we are able to, uh, we set goals. We understand what our runway looks like. We know what it's going to take for us to get there. Um, at least at a broad level, we're going to have to navigate on a daily basis. We're going to have to make adaptations and adjustments. But we know generally. Uh, what it's going to take from a from a uh, training stress perspective, you know, what types of workouts uh, need to happen. And then we're going to have to get to the work of making time for those workouts. Right. So if we set an aggressive goal, conceivably what we've done is we've just given ourselves more work to do. Um, We've said, okay, well, I'm doing one thing now and um, and I want to be a, a different or a, a more developed version of that, well, that requires often more time. So we've given ourselves a task of, um, of doing more. We have to make time for that, right? We, we still have the same schedule. We have the same life and the same responsibilities. How do we make more time? We have to compartmentalize. We have to understand and figure out how we can navigate day in and day out our external responsibilities, external to training, um, and how we can make that fit into our lives. This is where the real value comes in because it's something we care about conceivably, probably. Um, and we're going to make time for it. So we compartmentalize our lives. We say, okay, um, If I got to go to work, I need to take my kids to school, uh, I want to spend time with family after work, I'm going to set my alarm earlier. I'm going to get up. That's the best time for me to do my workouts. Um, I'm going to break apart my day or position my schedule in such a way where it sets me up for the highest possibility and opportunity for success. That is compartmentalization, right? We're saying this time uh, in the morning is when uh, it's about me. That's my self care. That's mental and physical, um, and I'm going to make time for that because it's important to me, and I'm going to prioritize it. Well, this is where I think the intrinsic value of of being an athlete and the, and the pursuit of our athletic potential. This is where I see it really shine in our lives. Is because if we're able to prioritize and compartmentalize um, that. Our daily exercise, you know, or five days a week or whatever it is, um, it only stands to reason that that mindset is going to bleed uh, into other areas of our lives, right? We can't be focused in one area um, and understand the value of that such that we prioritize it and we make it part of our daily routine. We can't. Uh, we can't do that just with training. We're going to do that in other areas of our lives. We're going to do that with uh, our careers, with our family, our friends. It's going that compartmentalization, even if it starts with workouts, if it starts through the lens of athleticism, um, it's going to impact other areas of your life. It's going to help you understand and realize how. You can make time for friends and family, how you can be more productive at work. Um, there's also tons of research that shows that you know, exercise leads to productivity. By using that as a lens, um, you're able to to see progress uh, in other areas of your life. Uh, it makes you feel better again, gives you confidence. It provides experience to build that confidence. It allows you to understand, it gives you a certain type of awareness. Uh, physically and mentally that has uh, broad reaching impacts into other areas of your life. So the compartmentalization, again, this is is kind of a broad um, value proposition from my perspective as it relates to the intrinsic value of being an athlete. But when we compartmentalize our workouts, when we think about training as a critical piece of the puzzle, because again, we know we can't get to where we want to go without consistent execution towards that goal, when we compartmentalize that, when we prioritize it, um, it will have uh, impacts in other areas of our life. It will have positive impacts Um, and it will allow us to see what we're capable of, not just from the physical space, but also in other areas of our lives. So just to recap, um, confidence first and foremost, right? This is something that um, that we work towards and that consistent application of training stress um, will build. Uh, experience, we're going to use training as an opportunity to build experiences over time um, and that's going to allow us to show up feeling confident. So one uh, leads to the other and they're, they're very uh, reciprocal in their relationship. Um, perception, we're going to use metrics and we're going to use our individualized workouts and our interval sessions and all these things, we're going to use them um, as as a tool to weigh against our perception and our awareness. So we need to understand our bodies and we need to use training uh, to build that perception. Um, and again, this goes into confidence. That's going to lead to our ability to make confident decisions um, when we're faced with uh, opportunities that are more dynamic uh, and more nuanced. And then lastly, compartmentalization. Uh, the value in being an athlete is far reaching outside of fitness. So we do workouts um, and we do them classically at face value. We think one workout leads to a certain amount of fitness. If we do that enough times, that's gonna build towards my goals. And that's that's true. But fitness is a byproduct of these experiences that we have, of the confidence that we build, our perception and our awareness, and then ultimately our ability to compartmentalize and execute towards our goals. If we use athleticism as a lens, that's going to have broad reaching impacts in other areas of our lives. So there really is a much deeper value um, in uh, in workouts and, and the The kind of work that we do as athletes to to pursue our goals, um, we get a lot more out of that than fitness. And so I encourage you to think about that when you're doing your workouts, when you're committing to that dedicated execution, that consistency, um, when you're building that capacity as an athlete, tap into these things, right? What experiences can you gain? Um, Where can you can you build more confidence? How can you um, can you link to that perception? uh in real time and use workouts as uh as a tool to facilitate a much broader growth uh and a much more deeper understanding uh of your uh, of the value that that being an athlete brings to your life um so um thanks again uh as always for tuning in um i hope you guys enjoyed the conversation um we have lots of great things going on as always on the website thomasendurancecoaching.com um we uh the coaches are putting out great content on the blog that's where you can access this podcast um and we're also doing some really uh really great um uh, tools and resources on instagram uh, at thomas endurance coaching so i encourage everyone to check us out if you uh need more tools and resources or relationships to help you excel as an athlete um thanks as always we'll see you again next time